and we are live. We're live in Kingstown. That's right. Uh, welcome to each and everyone uh, that is on the broadcast with us here today. Um, we are on location here in Kingstown, uh, First Baptist Church Kingstown. And is it Franconia? Uh, no, this will be Alexandria. Alexandria, okay. So, uh, in fact, if you go just a little bit further in whichever direction, because I'm not that inclined, uh, we are just outside of our nation's capital. Correct. In fact. Mm -hmm. And so, which is, seems just perfect for the topic that we're going to discuss today. Oh, yes. And so, uh, we do have our special guests uh, here with us. This is Brother Pedro and Sister Trina. Yes. Uh, Morales. Uh, they are, um, Brother Pedro is currently at um, Baltimore, mm -hmm. and it's Baltimore Baptist Church. Correct. We'll be planting Baltimore Baptist Church, launching in September of this year. We're Amen. Excited. So definitely continue to keep remembering them and the work there in your prayers. Uh, I know they're excited about that, yes. and we're excited to see what the Lord is going to do there. Uh, but they are our special guests for our topic today. And now, most of our topics up until this point uh, have not been quite as hot button as this one. And so we had one before, and uh, you'll have to go back in there and check it out. If you just peel through our episodes, I, tr I promise if you see, you'll see the other hot button that we had. But this one probably more so even now. And uh, this time of the year, the whole nine yards, this is a very appropriate topic. And, and I know Doug's up here going, would you just quit skirting around it and tell them what the topic is? <laughs> so our topic today is that of abortion and so uh, brother I'm going to let you kick it off uh, abortion on demand is really a, certainly a hot button issue uh, and has been for many years in this country uh, and it inflames passion on both sides of the issue uh, one side calls it the right to choose the other the right to live so what does the Bible say about the unborn child, and does that child have any rights, including the right to a life of its own? When is a baby considered a baby by God? And is a baby in the womb a separate person from the mother or part of her? Which is it? Well, I would uh, say, Doug, that uh, you know the Bible is, is the, the foundation for all that we do. And God makes it very clear in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, where the scriptures say, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, and that's verse 4. Verse 5 begins with the word before. Hmm. Before. God is talking about Jeremiah and Jeremiah's calling. And he says, Before, in verse 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations and so we see here that God says before you were even conceived before you were born I had a purpose and a plan for you that's huge that's huge because we have to understand that uh, I, I, uh, I ran across this testimony uh, last year in October and I wanted to make sure I saved it because it was, it was very important specifically to this topic and uh, this is from uh, Jim Fellier, and he said, Back in 1969, because of Mary's heart condition, Mary, I'm assuming, would be his wife, the doctor said that she could not live through the delivery of our second child and recommended an abortion. Hmm. Back in those days, now this is 1969 he's referring to, we hardly knew what abortion meant, much less knowing that it was murder. However, the Lord overrode our ignorance and led us to not kill the baby boy. Mary turned uh, turned 18, excuse me, 80 rather, 80 years old on September 16th, and Tim, the boy the doctors wanted to murder, is now 52 years old, and is pastor of our home church, Victory Baptist, in Milton, Florida. And he wrote on Amen. that to God be the glory. Amen. Amen to that. And so again, before God formed Jeremiah in the womb, God had a plan. He had a purpose for his life. His life was important to God. And then we see that also that before John the Baptist was conceived, another Bible character, God had a plan and a purpose for him. Uh, and and uh, he referred to him as a human being before he was even born. That means in the mind of God, John was and everything he was going to be before he was even conceived. Correct. 
before he was conceived, before his parents were physically intimate, he, in the mind of Almighty God, had a plan, had a purpose, uh, had a reason for existing. And he existed. His soul existed. Uh, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter number 1, uh, it talks about uh, in the days of King uh, Herod and, uh, and, and, and Zacharias was the high priest and he did his priestly duties. Well, he had an angel come to him announcing the birth of his son, John the Baptist. But in Luke chapter 1, verse 7, I want to focus on this, uh, this verse really, really important, uh, really intently because it says, And they had no child, Zacharias and Elizabeth, they had no children, because that Elizabeth was barren. She could not have children. And they, were bo they both were now well stricken in years. So not only was Elizabeth barren, now they're, they're old. You know, she's beyond the, the years of childbearing. Uh, John is beyond the years of, you know, reproducing. Uh, but then he's doing his job, his duties as the priest. And the angel, an angel from God comes to announce to him, God is going to allow you to have a son. In Luke chapter 1, uh, verse number 12, And when Zacharias saw him, the angel, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife, Elizabeth, now notice the tense here, shall bear thee a son. It says, shall bear. Uh, she hasn't born that son yet. She hasn't even conceived this son. But she will have a son. And thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall, he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Uh, notice all of these are future tense. Yeah. This is something that's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, it's going to happen in the life of this child that I'm going to allow, that God is going to allow Elizabeth to have. Hey, Zacharias, you and your wife Elizabeth are going to have a son. He's not here yet. That hasn't even been conceived. But these are the plans that God has for him. Uh, it goes on to say uh, in Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 24 and 25, And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. So we see here that after the announcement from the angel, all these things that this child is going to do and what he's going to be, then Elizabeth conceives the child. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and, and uh, hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach uh, among men. Oh, brother, isn't that absolutely incredible? Uh, that, that God, as you said, had that, that purpose before. And it's interesting because the same thing can be said for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You're absolutely right. So we've looked at Jeremiah. God had a plan for him before he was conceived. We looked at John the Baptist. God had a plan for him before he was conceived. And we see the same thing in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the same chapter, in Luke chapter number 1, uh, verse 26, the Bible says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city, city rather, of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Uh, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, here's the future tense again. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Wow. That, that's, to me, that's incredible. I mean, he's saying, this child's not even been conceived, but these are the great things that he's going to do. And he was set from the moment of creation. Amen. You know, when man fell, Amen. he was already in the heart and mind of God. Amen. I, you know, I like the word shout. Yes. Yeah. When it's in God's hands. Yeah. Amen. You know, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. That's right. There's, that's right. Not, no, there's no, there's no strength from it. This is going away. It's going to go it's down. It's not a maybe. It's a that's right. definite. The, the good thing, I, I want to just add this in here. The good thing is that we see this in these three examples, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ. But that is the exact same, the exact same idea that God has for those three. He has for every human being. 
Yeah. For, he has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a reason for their existence. And in the eternal mind of God, in eternity past, that person uh, has a purpose. And, it's, and, and so we need to make sure we take that perspective when it comes to life. Yeah. That's you know, it. It's funny, uh, brethren, that, that even uh, someone who's not saved, someone who's not a Christian, uh, when they have a close call with death and they're brought back to say, well, God's not done with me yet. Yes. Yeah. Which, yes. Is, it, which yes. in essence is just <clears throat> proven right. that, that there is a plan. They're acknowledging that there is a plan for yeah. their life as right. well. That's you know? right. That's yet right. when it comes to abortion, it's... It's a different, different mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, different mm -hmm. deal. All depends on circumstances. Don't yes, you? it does. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, lots of questions are swirling around this abortion issue. Uh, so let's see what God really says about it. Amen. Well, I mean, first of all, it seems pretty clear. We we've heard a bunch from the scriptures already. Yeah. Right now, and it seems pretty clear that from the Bible, God regards a baby in the womb. As a person, even before the child is born. Amen. I mean, that, that's pretty plain. Isaiah 44 and 22 tells us, Thus saith the Lord that made thee uh, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. You see, we, we see this right here in this verse, uh, that it reveals that if anybody, if there's anybody anywhere that has the authority over a child in the womb, it is God Amen. and God alone. Amen. And he is active and responsible for all creation. In fact, the Bible tells us that without him, there wasn't anything made that was made. Was made. Amen. I mean, he is responsible for it. And that even means a child that has not yet been born. And, and the Bible is also clear that children are a gift of God. Amen. Yeah. You know, it comes from God. And not only a gift, but a reward and a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, Psalms 127.3 uh, says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Amen. And this, ver this verse means uh, that the children are a heritage of or belonging to God. Yeah, and brother over in Psalm 139 and verse 14, it says that children are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we know that God's the creator of all things. And so all through scripture, we see instances of how that uh, God gave children as an answer to prayer. Mm -hmm. um, God told Isaac that, you know, years and years after praying, um, told of Isaac because his mom was Sarah. She was up in age. She had not, you know, had any children. And kind of like Zacharias and his wife, they said, hey, well, it just ain't going to happen for us. You know, we're too old. Mm -hmm. um, and they even laughed about it. Sarah did anyway. Yeah. And so guess what? Here comes Isaac. That's right. That's right. And so we just see all riddled through scripture. Genesis uh, 29, 31, brothers, is one of those instances talked about Leah and how she was hated because she was barren. But God opened her womb, making her fertile, and she conceived. Amen. And well, Rachel was given a child after being barren for many years. Uh, just the next chapter over in Genesis 30, 22, God remembered Rachel and hearkened unto her and opened her womb. In verse 23, she conceived and then bore a son. Amen. But when, when does God consider a child a person? You know, I think it's clear that God considers a baby a person at conception or as soon as the womb is open and fertilized. And as we've seen before, Probably before that. I mean, yes. there's no doubt that he has a plan for this child before it's even conceived. Yes, yes, I agree. The fact of the matter is that, yes, God never considers a baby, a fetus, uh, from the time of conception. That, that, that idea that there's a fetus that grows into a baby until it's born is simply untrue. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is a human being. It is a person. It has a purpose and a plan uh, in God's economy and God's ideas yeah uh, and and like you all have stated very clearly uh, he's in control of that that life not us and that that term I'm gonna throw this in here too that term fetus is a lot like how man has done a lot of things uh, that, that God calls one thing man throws another name on top of right uh, what God calls a child they call a fetus what God calls sin they call okay or yeah. not so bad so we see here again. It's just a, a common. Yeah, I, I looked up this, this term "fetus" uh, here on my computer. Uh, just you know, did a search, 
Uh, the second the second definition says in humans the unborn young from the end now listen to what this says here this is the definition from the end of the eighth week after conception to the moment of birth as distinguished from the earlier embryo wow well clearly a baby is a separate life yes that has all the things that they'll ever have at the moment of conception amen uh, it only receives nourishment from mom uh, in fact, if a child is taken by C-section, it can live even if mom doesn't. Yeah. I mean, as sad as that is, it's true because the baby can continue on. Amen. You know, in Psalms uh, chapter 51 and verse 5, David, under the inspiration of God, says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> me, David, at conception, me, you know, not some fetus. That's a personal pronoun. Amen. He's saying, I'm a person. Yeah. He's referring yeah. to himself in the womb as a human being. And I, you know, I can't find anything, uh, I, maybe you guys can, but I can't remember anything in the Bible ever to where a child was considered anything else other than a child at any stage. Correct. Correct. As David begins to take shape, he is still David yeah. with everything he will ever have as a person. Amen. From the time of conception, he was the person who would be called David, and he was being fashioned and formed in the womb. Amen. Yeah. Isaiah 49.1 says, The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother he made mention of my name. And then if you go to verse 3, it says, And he said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Jesus was called Centuries, as we already mentioned, mm -hmm. centuries before he was born. You know, I think we were too. Yeah, right? amen. Amen. There's no doubt about it. Uh, if someone would have caused an abortion, uh, rather with Isaiah's mom, uh, they would have killed Isaiah. That's right. A mm -hmm. human being given in purpose by God even before he was born. Right. Yeah. Brother Pedro mentioned this earlier. Uh, brother, you said in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. There's that word again. Before I formed thee in the belly, Amen. I knew thee. Amen. And before, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here wanting that highlighter, you know. Yeah. Before, yeah. before. I did on that. <laughs> yeah. Before thou camest forth, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet. He was already a prophet of the nation of Israel before conception. That's a game changer. That word before. Yeah. It's a game changer yeah, because it proves that it's not just the physical yeah. that makes that 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 person a person. Yeah. It's the spiritual, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. He's a soul. He or she is a soul in the mind of God uh, before the physical part comes together. Uh, again, it was, you know, God knew him. God sanctified him. God ordained him to be a prophet. And if something were to happen to that physical being, that physical fetus as we would normally refer to it, um, if it was aborted or miscarried, um, man, that's, that's, a, that's a human being. That's a person that's, that's dying. Yeah. You know, it's not just, as some people like to say, you know, tissue or flesh or, or, no, blob, or, or a blob yeah, of yeah. tissue or whatever the case may be. It is a human being. That's right. right. There, Amen. I don't think there's any getting around what the Bible teaches about a baby. Yeah. A baby is a baby. At conception, conception. Yeah. and one person, folks, one person doesn't have a right to kill another in order to make one's social life a little easier. Right. Correct. Yeah. A fetus is a person, a living soul from conception. Well, and we have further evidence of this when John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Yes. And you can find that in Luke chapter 1 and verse 15. Yeah. Now, all this kind of begs the question, you know, what part does man and woman play in the birth of a child? First uh, Peter three seven I find is pretty interesting, pretty interesting verse. And most expositors I don't think take it far enough. Yeah. Uh, it says here, likewise ye husbands dwell with them, the wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto his wife as the weaker vessel. And here's the kicker, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. <laughs> could it be? Could it be that this verse is not only speaking of heirs together of eternal life in heaven? Yeah but also heirs or partners with God in the creation of life by together creating a vessel for the housing of the soul. Wow. Uh, 
I don't know. You know, I can't find anybody to agree with me. Uh, but I, but it's kind of a thought that I had. You know, I'll tell you what, brother. If we could grasp that that concept right there as a as a people, as a nation, as human beings, yeah. we could grasp that uh, that we have an awesome privilege as parents. Uh, in a part of creation with God Himself, mm -hmm. we're able to be used of God in that way. Um, if we could grasp that, brother, that would be a game changer for all the issues of of this world. Yeah. Uh, you know, marriages would be stronger. Uh, there, there wouldn't be people uh, just stepping out for a one night stand because mm -hmm. uh, they would realize that that is something precious that God designed for that person He designed you to be with yeah. to create that vessel for another soul. Amen. Amen. You know, I mean, even within other states, uh, there, are, there are some that have laws that allow abortion. But at the same time, they consider a child in the womb a separate entity. Hmm. Meaning if you uh, were to murder the mother, the person found yes. guilty would be charged with two counts of murder, not just one. And this is because of the Unborn Victims of Violence Act that was passed in 2004. Brother, how can you be a victim if you're not a person? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how is it that, that uh, you're a person in one circumstances and then in another circumstances you're a blob or mm -hmm. a piece mm -hmm. of tissue or something? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so, so how is it that the same unborn child is unconsidered blob when the doctor kills or murders it? It just blows my mind. Yeah. 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 By the way, real quickly, uh, yeah. there is scripture in the Old Testament, and, and I don't know exactly where to find it. Um, if I did some research, I could. If the, the listeners want to, you know, of course we can do the investigation. But I remember reading uh, in the in the law uh, about a, a woman being pregnant, and if she is killed or the baby is killed, right? The, the, there was consequences, right? Specific consequences. But God specifically talked about that unborn child. Yeah. If that unborn child is killed, there's you know even greater consequences that that person would have to to face. And though they don't want to admit it, a lot of our laws we abide by today Correct. come from the laws yeah, sure. laid in Scripture. Amen. And Amen. so, the, I guess that would beg the question then: uh, if there are ever exceptions where an abortion is allowed, say, well, we can say for Christians, well, we'll we'll give that you know that that question all the the merit we can try to. Uh, whether for ethical or moral reasons, and, and but truthfully, regardless, uh, for a Christian or anybody for that matter, I don't think there is a reason, whether moral or ethical, to do that to a child's body. Amen. Well, where's the morality, brother, in, in crushing a baby's skull or dismembering it in a womb and then sucking out of it, sucking out parts of what's left with a big old vacuum cleaner of some kind? Mm. Where's, the, where's the ethical provision for taking a little baby by C-section and then strangling or drowning or simply leaving it on a table so that after hours it dies of starvation or dehydration just before they put it in the garbage can. You, you tell me, how can anyone be so callous as to have any part of such a process? Mm. You know, people will use the argument, well, what about the life of the mother? You know, what if the mother's life is at risk? You know, there are such cases. Well, maybe, but brother, even then, it, wouldn't somebody have to make that choice? Uh, and if someone were to choose to save one, it would not necessarily mean a deliberate choice to take the other life. It, that, at that point, it just boils down to a very hard decision. Yeah, amen. Uh, should a child be aborted because of a, of a known uh, abnormality? Well, brother, doesn't it have rights? The little baby has rights even if it's not perfect? I mean, what, what gives us the right to kill one of God's creatures just because it's not normal? Yeah. I, I mean, God himself gave the child uh, that, that soul, and therefore God is the only one who has the right to call it home. Yes. And, and, and I mean, think about it. Uh, how can we justify killing of a uh, fetus because it's born with some defect? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've had many people tell me I'm goofy and, you know, uh, different and all that. I mean... Uh, how far are we from killing a child after they're born for the exact same defect? Uh, you know, something just doesn't make sense here for me. Um, are we going to at some point justify killing people just because they're considered by the powers that be to be a burden on society or because they have some kind of mental or physical defect? 
Well, you see, brother, the truth is that those who advocate the killing of a baby just because they don't want the responsibility uh, are only one step away from the Nazi who justify murdering the unfit, the retarded, the lame, uh, and the other burdens on society. Yeah. Uh, Nazi Germany enacted a law that allowed the murdering of the useless members of society. Well, brother, the real question there would be, uh, who gets to determine the ones that are beneficial and the ones who are useless? I mean, the truth is, bottom line, the killing of an unborn baby is sin against the Creator. Amen. Uh, it's no difference than killing a, a baby that had been born and lived a month, uh, 10 years, 20 years. God cares for the little children, and He loves and protects them, even if the parents don't. And, you know, um, again, I, I'm going to do the same thing. You know, I don't have the exact reference because it just kind of yeah. come to me. Yeah. But when the disciples were around Jesus and the children wanted to come up unto him, you know, and, and to sit with him and talk with him. They tried to shun him away. Mm-hmm. And he said, suffer the little children right. to come unto me. Right. And he then later said, if anybody was to harm one of these little ones, it would be better for him to have a millstone. Yes. And and for those of you who don't know what a millstone is, we're not talking about some little, you know, we're not talking about concrete shoes, you know, from the, the mafia days. Yeah. We're talking about Thousands of pounds used to crush uh, wheat and turned by a team of oxen or mules. It would be more beneficial for that to be tied about your neck and to be cast into the sea yes. than to harm a little one. Amen. And you might think, oh, well, nobody will ever know. <laughs> Folks, you can say that about any sin. Oh, well, they'll never know. But Numbers three or 32 and 23 says, be sure your sin will find you out. Yes. And you can be sure that God will judge unrepentant yes. sin. Yes. And so, at this point, uh, we're going to take just a moment. Like I mentioned, we have some special uh, guests with us here. And their lives have been directly affected because of this particular topic. And so we're going to give a moment for Brother Pedro and uh, for Sister Trina to give their testimony um, and how did this affect their life? So if y'all bear with me just a second, I'm gonna play cameraman for just okay. a moment. I've been listening this whole time. Okay. <laughs> and so, y'all are gonna go for a brief ride. Anybody who's been in our uh, group at the church is not familiar with this. <laughs> All right. And okay. Well, uh, what I like to say about this particular topic is um, that God took our mess, and has made a tremendous message for his glory. Um, Trina and I, we met in high school, and uh, we both attended the same high school uh, all four years. We didn't meet until (coughs) our last year in high school, our senior year, and we were unsaved, uh, unchurched. You know, we we didn't know the Lord. We didn't know the scriptures. we We didn't go to church, and so we just did what most unsaved kids do, and party and have a good time and enjoy yourself and uh, the the things that go along with that and uh, she got pregnant when we were seniors in high school and uh, that's a that's a big problem for uh, 17 year olds and uh, we, we certainly were not expecting that we didn't we didn't necessarily want that uh, I had planned pretty much growing up in, in school that I was gonna go to college and get my degree and get a good job and, and go out and make a lot of money and you know like your typical young person got my life all planned out and um, God changed that so um, her family you, you can talk a little bit more about your family hon and then I'll talk a little bit about my family how we kind of came together yes yeah, so I was raised in a home that um, not a God-fearing home and um, I was basically raised by a mom that was a magnet for bad men lots of stepfathers, bad situations. And I constantly was going from my home to my grandmother's, which was basically the only safe place in my life. Um, that I live with my grandmother on and off, but I always wanted that relationship with my mom, so I was always willing to go back home and try to make it work. And um, I should have been the one making it work. My mom should have been the one making it work, in all due respect. But anyway, I always wanted that relationship with my mom and saw things and went through things that no child should have to go through. And um, my senior year, I was living with a friend and I really had that desire. I wanted to come back home. I wanted my mom, I want her to be a part of my life. I want her to, to have these joys in my life. I was going to graduate and went back home and on my 18th birthday, 
had a birthday party and my stepfather at the time he had overdosed on drugs mm. and he came downstairs um, not clothed with um, like gashes in his arms bleeding profusely because he had um, OD'd on some drug and my I had friends there because it was I was having a birthday party it was my 18th birthday and I told my mom I said I can't take this anymore I just can't she goes if you don't like it then get out and so I didn't have nowhere to go. Normally I would go with my grandmother, but my grandmother had a stroke. And so I went to my boyfriend at the time and I'm like, Pedro, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I don't have nowhere to go. And so he basically went to his parents, his mom and stepdad and said, this is my girlfriend. They knew me, you know, but she's in a really bad situation. I'm not sure what to do. Their life was not much better, but at least they were a little bit more stable than my home. And so I'm thankful for them because they did allow me to come and stay with them. But as a result of that, obviously, I had gotten pregnant. And um, during that time, I went to Pedro and I explained what was going on. And he really, really was pushing me to have an abortion. And um, I was not going to. I did not feel like that was right. Um, but I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have an answer. And so his mom actually took me to a Planned Parenthood pregnancy center. And I told her, I said, Miss Myrna, I love you and respect you. And I'm so grateful for what you're doing. And I'm so grateful that you're allowing me to, to be there with you, with you. Not not that she took me to a pregnancy center. I wasn't grateful for that. But I said, can we just, can I think about it? Can I please just think about it? And I remember walking home um, with a little pamphlet and all this information and feeling just no peace and feeling it was such a lonely, dark um, place in my life. And, and let, let me say something real quickly, uh, and I'll let you pick, pick back up. I, I want to mention to the viewers that I was adamant. Yes. I mean, I was adamant. We were not going to have this baby. This baby was not going to, quote unquote, ruin my life. Now, I'm not proud of that. No. I, I don't glory in that. I thank God that he spared me from that. But I want to say this. Our society, our school system, yes. our, com our communities, they are teaching this. They're pushing this. They're basically shoving it down our young people's throats, and not just young people, adults as well, that abortion is an honorable option, that abortion, you know, is, is something that, you know, that will help you, and it is not. It is a lie. Uh, it is wrong. Uh, young people are being deceived. I was deceived into believing and thinking uh, that it was something that was, that was optional, that I could uh, participate in or, or force her and I tried I tried with every fiber of my being uh, go ahead honey. and so he was pushing me my mother-in-law well she was my she, she was my mother-in-law after we got married obviously fast forward but um you know she was pushing me to have an abortion and so I'm like I don't I don't know what I was gonna do so he was working it in the evening time um, like after school and so I went and went to a yellow pages and just started calling churches um, and I said, this is what's going on in my life. I, I'm pregnant. I had this baby. I don't, they're forcing me to have an abortion. I don't want to. And there was really no space for me. There's nothing that they can do. Um, and so I you thought that we were going to break up yeah, and I, I was going to kick oh, you I, out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I figured if I did not do what they wanted me to do, that I was going to End be on the, on the street. Streets, and yeah. at that point, I was ready for it. She was willing to. I'm like, that. they're not, they're not going to make me do this. And so I got to this one particular church. I wish I remember it. And they, they, I called them and they said, listen, we don't have a place for you right now. We're going to try to find a family or something that you can stay with for now. Don't make any decision, but do this. Have your boyfriend go see one ultrasound. And I'm like, absolutely. I'll, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And so I did, and I nagged him and nagged him and nagged him and begged oh, she, him. I'm like, she, Peter, please, please, she just go. She would not let up. And, and it, it was good. It was a good thing. Of course, I didn't think it was a good thing right. at the time, but she would not let up. <clears throat> and, and finally, I just said, okay, I'll go just to get you to be quiet, basically, just to shut her up. I said, I'll go. Uh, and I had no intention of allowing it to impact me or change my mind in any way. Gotcha. My mind was made up. Yeah. And of course, we go to the doctor appointment. Uh, you know, they, they put the jelly on her, her abdomen and they put that machine on there. And I looked on the screen. And this was in 1993. They're much more advanced now, but it was advanced enough where I looked on the screen. And I didn't see, Doug, I didn't see a blob of tissue. Mm -mm. I didn't see a fetus. I, di I didn't see just, you know, a, a blob of whatever. I actually saw a human being. It was a person. 
And I could tell that that was a living person. And, and I wasn't saved at the time, but I sure remember the conviction that I felt. I remember very, very vividly. And, and it was as if, and I don't know that this actually happened, but it was as if God said to me, are you, are you going to be the one to try to kill that baby? And in my unsaved mind, in my unsaved condition, I said, I mean, I was unsaved and I wasn't spiritual, but man, I, I, there's no way I could do that. I said, this is not right. This is wrong. I cannot be the one to kill. No one should be the one to kill an innocent little baby. Mm. And that changed everything. It did. That changed everything. And from that point on, it was a struggle. It was a battle in my mind, and it was a battle in my spirit, and, and I, I still was uncomfortable, but I knew that I couldn't be the one to, to kill the baby, and so we went forward with the pregnancy. Yeah. You fast forward to November of that year. We've graduated high school at this point. Um, you know, we've, I've started college, and uh, in November, November 10th, 1993, that little baby girl was born, our mm -hmm. oldest daughter, and uh, I mean... Beautiful little girl, just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Of course, you know, deliveries are not always easy, right? So it was tricky, and we we were young, and we didn't know anything, what to expect, you know. And so it was tough. But when the baby was born, uh, she was just a beautiful little girl. And we bring her home 17 days later. My mom and my stepdad, you know, their life was a little bit better than, you know, her upbringing. But, mm -hmm. it, you know, there was drugs involved. There was other things involved. They were going through some some rough times. My stepfather, who had I had known since I was thirteen, him and my mom married when I was thirteen. I'm eighteen at the time. I've known him for five years. We've we've played sports together. We've partied together. We've done all kinds of things. I had no idea he was a Christian. Yeah. I had no idea that he was backslidden. I had no idea that he grew up a Christian. He he got saved, you know, early on in his in his childhood. I had no clue. That he was a, he had a God-fearing mother. None of these things I knew. So as a result of all the struggles they were going through, he starts to get his heart right with God again. Amen. And he starts to read the Bible. <clears throat> and he starts to listen to Oliver B. Green preaching on cassette tape. And Trina and I, you know, we got this baby and, you know, we're just trying to make, <clears throat> you know, trying to make heads or tails of life. I was terrified. <laughs> well, we see him at the kitchen table reading the Bible and, and then we hear this, I'll be green. I'm like, what is going on here? Who is this guy? What's happening? So we asked him. We said, Tim, why are you reading the Bible? Why are you listening to this guy preach on, you know, the radio? And he explained to us he was saved as a young child. He grew up, you know, as, as a believer and he's backslidden. He's, you know, the circumstances in his life, God has gotten a hold of his heart. And 17 days after our oldest daughter was born, after that baby was born, he gave us the gospel and on November 27th, 1993, Trina accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as her Savior. Amen. And I was a little more stubborn. I waited till the next day, November 28th. You know, you know how men are, right? Guys are a little more stubborn, right? So on November 28th, 1993, I accepted Christ as my Savior. Amen. But just the, the, the message that God has made out of the mess that we made, right? I mean, we made a mess. But God took our mess. And he made a message. And to be quite honest with you, gentlemen, for several years past that, I was embarrassed to talk about our testimony. You know, we were around people who grew up, you know, who were second, third generation Christians, who grew up in Christian homes, went to Bible colleges, and, you know, never kissed anyone until they got married at the altar. You know, all these, these wonderful yeah. testimonies. And we look at our testimony, and we're like, yeah, no, we don't we don't match that, right? So I was embarrassed to even talk about it, and God convicted me. God says, hey, listen, this is not about you. This is about what the great and wonderful, beautiful thing that I have done in your life, and you need to share this with people. And, you know, early on in my 20s, I began to share it, and I said, I'm going to tell as many people as I can. I want people to know that abortion is a lie. Abortion is murder. Abortion is from the pit of hell. And you need to be told by someone the truth. And and today our daughter is 28 years old. Uh, she's married, been married about five or six years now. Uh, 2020, she had our first granddaughter. Uh, she's expecting our second uh, grandchild here coming in, in September of this year. And none of those things would have happened 
none of those things would have happened had we snuffed that life out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And I hope that uh, for our viewers, uh, the camera's going to move just again, but I hope <laughs> for our viewers, if, if you are going through a similar situation, maybe you're dealing with that right now uh, in your walk of life, I pray that this is a, uh, an encouragement to you to hear uh, how it drastically affected um, their life Amen. and how you the same way uh, listen to what we've said today uh, uh, like he said abortion is a lie in fact if you go on listening to what the world tells you you're going to find yourself coming up short Amen. every time Amen. every time isn't that right brother that's right every time but Trina, when, when you went to Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. that one, one of you, is that on place for you to go? Or? That my mother-in-law my, mother took me there. Took her there? Yeah, she took me there. Because in, in her mind, that day, it was, it was going to be done. But I gave her a fit. Right. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, can you please? So, so my I was mom, basically trying to keep them for four, from four. I was trying to buy time. Yeah. So that my mom sense. was basically, and, and God bless my mom, she got saved, uh, she's with the Lord now, she passed away in 2021, uh, we have a great relationship with my mom, we did. We did. Uh, but my mom was unfortunately following the path yes. that's laid forth for the person who doesn't study, the person who doesn't investigate, the person who, if you just follow the media, if you, if you only follow the mainstream media, number one, and if you only follow the government programs, that, that's the track that they're going to lead you down. Yeah. They're going to lead you down this track. Uh, and if you don't do your due diligence, audience, yes. if you don't learn for yourself, if you don't study for yourself, if you don't uh, actually uh, find out the truth on purpose, the track that the society will lead you down is the liberal track, is the abortion track, is the everything that a lot the of the wrong track. The yeah. wrong track, exactly. Did they offer you any other options other no. than abortion? No. 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 That's their main that's their main gig. Yeah. Mm. And that was a day where they would they would do abortions any day. Like yeah. now they have it to where it's certain days, but before you could just go in at any time. Yeah. And man, man. that was not I was not going to allow you, that to you, happen. Even, even though you wasn't safe, you, you said you didn't think it was right? I just... I How come it. you didn't think it was right? I just knew that, that that baby was alive. I believed it. Like, I don't... How did I know that? I have no idea. I, I, I know now that the Lord was drawing me to himself. Mother's instinct, probably. There, yeah. yeah. Makes you, you wonder why everybody don't have it. Right? Well, you know, another thing that I have learned since, since trusting Christ as my Savior... There's a lot of biblical principles that I was taught without even knowing it, yeah. right? Uh, and, and, you know, we, we understand that the entertainment industry, Hollywood and, and all that, you know, most of it is, is wicked and, and all that. But there was a time, and there may still be today, less I'm sure, but there was a time where there would be some, some good biblical principles being, you know, shown or taught or at least uh, alluded to. And I, I even had some biblical convictions that I didn't even realize were biblical, biblical convictions. Yeah. Like just the sanctity of life. Like, like I knew it wasn't right to just kill. And, and I believe that the Holy Spirit and God, of course, you know, and, and put that in my heart as well. I knew it wasn't right just to kill people. Like that's not, that's not normal. You don't do that. You can't. The normal thinking mind is not okay with that. Yeah, not to mention killing baby. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, after you saw that little baby in that ultrasound, there was no doubt in your mind what it, that was. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely it 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 rocked my world. Yeah. It rocked my world. Amen. For the good. Yeah, I thought it was it impressed me that you know I don't think you ever had any, I don't think you ever gonna have I don't think you ever gonna have abortion. No. I don't think you ever gonna have one. It didn't make difference what this guy said or not. No. No. <laughs> it's it's you weren't gonna do it. Amen. I, I was, I was, I kept thinking, how can I be this selfish? Yeah. How can yeah. I, it's not right. It's not my job. I, and I'm so thankful that God had put, the Holy Spirit was drawing me. I didn't understand it at the time, but he was. That's, that's really um, what it was. And I was prepared to live on the street w with her and do whatever I had to do to make it. Um, and I here, she, she already kicked you, kicked out yeah. in the street. Yeah. No place to go. 
right? And she says, I don't care. I ain't going to do it. No. She done wrote you off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and rightly so. I, I should have been. I yeah. should have been. Because of the position that I was put, putting her in. But you know what? Even before you were born, God had a plan. God had a plan. And a purpose and you're, and for y'all. And your plan right now is to start that, get that church That's started right. in Baltimore. By the way, yes. we didn't mention this. That church that, that the Lord has called us to plant in the city of Baltimore, those same streets that we walked, and, and we got so many other testimonies we could give. Trina has the burden to start a crisis pregnancy center through Baltimore Baptist Church. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine the experience that we've had, how many young people we can help. And not just young people, but anyone, but people we can help. And folks, when you come knocking at your door looking for some support, (laughs) support them. Amen. And I'll tell you, uh, that just goes back to the fact, though, that uh, if you you go and you talk to people like Brother Pedro or you come talk to, uh, hopefully, you would hope that any pastor who spent any time in his Bible or any church or church member that spent time in their Bible, which... That's another topic for another time. Not enough church members or even pastors spend enough time mm-hmm. in the Bible right. anymore. Yeah. And so it comes down to it, though, is who you're going to listen to. And, and I, I hope that you don't take what we're saying just because we're saying it. Uh, because, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, three preachers and a pastor's wife, you know. Uh, and don't take it for us. Take it for what God's Word says about Amen. it, which I, I believe we've shown you. Amen. Today, because again, if you believe the world, the one that is called the ruler of this world is none other than the devil. And folks, he has been a liar since the beginning. Yeah, He's been a liar since the beginning. And again, it comes down to if you listen to what the world has to say, it's going to take you down a road that you don't want to be on. Because why the world calls what's good bad yeah. Yeah. and what's bad good. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Well, we certainly do thank you for your testimony. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. Amen. powerful. Amen. Uh, Roe versus Wade has allowed the murder of millions of unborn little babies in this country who can't speak or defend themselves. And God's going to avenge your deaths. Where is a country going that allows little babies who don't speak for themselves to be slaughtered? That's the of a mother who demands the right to choose to kill their baby. Seems like to me that choice all been made before that. Mm. Who's next? Mm. Who's next? Mentally ill? The aged? Mm. Disabled? Christian? Mm. You doctors who perform these atrocities, mm. how about you? The Bible says in Deuteronomy 27, 25, Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay the innocent person. That's God's word, folks. Mm-hmm. God will judge your actions. You're padding your own pockets with the bodies of innocent little babies. And hell will burn hotter for you. Mm-hmm. But you know, the wonderful thing is, is that God is long-suffering and a forgiving God. Yes. And it's currently not too late. Amen. Currently not too late. And God will forgive all who ask and turn from their wicked ways, no matter what you've done, no matter how horrible you might think it is. And I, I, I've shared this with our folks, and I know some of them are, are watching now in this in this group that we're in. Um, but we, we received a letter from a fella. If you think your life is bad, I've got a letter sitting in my office right now from a fella that testified his testimony of where he was before Christ. Mm would make the hardest criminal think, man, my life ain't that bad. And God saved him. And he is now, even though he's in jail for life, God is using him to start a jail ministry. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, folks, it's not too late. It doesn't matter what you've done. Um, even if you may be the one, one of the ones that Doug just mentioned or uh, you've aided in this, God will forgive if you ask. And who knows, maybe you're listening and you're the one who's had an abortion. Hey, if you ask God's forgiveness, he'll forgive Amen. no matter Amen. how horrible you may think it is. Right. And that little baby that 
you have boarded is with the Father now. Yes. Amen. Him again. That's, that's right. Amen. That's right. And so I just want to share this song. I hope that y'all uh, listen close to the words, especially the last verse, because it pertains to us as a nation. Uh, but it just simply says, while you were sleeping.
or a number of other things. It's really sad. It is. Really sad. People can't get a hold of what they're actually doing. Millions never ever getting the chance to fulfill that which God had placed them to be here. Well, I really like how you all make sure you focus on the forgiveness too. Yeah. I mean, because you know, this is obviously a, a heavy, heavy topic in our in our communities, in our society. And you know, for those that are part of the abortion industry or have been at some point, there is forgiveness, there is reconciliation, yeah. uh, and there is peace with God and inner peace for yourself uh, if you'll let God forgive you and just go to Him and and seek his face. You know, I, I like that I can stand before people and say, hey, I almost did it, yeah. but I didn't. Or we almost did it, but we didn't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But I'm also thankful that had we gone through with it, God still tells me, hey, I would forgive you, I would love you, I would embrace you. Yeah. Uh, we have four daughters total. Uh, after our first was born, we had three others, of course, and uh, they're all adults now. Our youngest is 23. And uh, now we're starting in the grandparent stage, and so we're happy and excited. We want to bring that same hope to others. Amen. To Amen. others, the hope of the Lord. God said, my grace is sufficient. Amen. Regardless right. of what, how much of it you need. Amen. He says, my grace is sufficient. Amen. That's right. Amen. And so we're so thankful and, and glad to have Brother Pedro and Sister Trina here with us. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're actually at a meeting point. We want to thank uh, the First Baptist Church of Kingstown for Amen. allotting us the facility because it's halfway mark in between where the <laughs> yes. two of us are. Yes. And so I want to thank uh, Pastor John and the folks here for allowing us to do that. Um, but we typically close out on a word of prayer. Brother Pedro, would you close in prayer, please? Yes. <clears throat> Father in heaven, Lord, we have been stirred today. Lord, we have been encouraged we have been yes. convicted Lord we have been challenged from your word and Lord we pray dear God for each uh, each person in this room each person uh, watching uh, Lord we pray for all of us to seek to desire to pursue and to ultimately accomplish your will in our lives your will in our families your will in our communities, in our country, in our world. And Lord, we just pray, Father, for those that are struggling with this issue, this topic. May you speak to their hearts. May your word uh, not return void. May your word make uh, a lasting impact in their lives. Uh, may, may little babies and, and, and souls that you, that you created, Lord, be spared and saved as a result uh, of our efforts here today. Father, uh, may we, we pray specifically for those that maybe have gone through with something like this. Lord, we pray for a special measure of grace, a special measure of healing uh, in their spirit, uh, in their lives, and may you, uh, may you work tremendously in them, uh, and may you allow uh, their, uh, their lives, Lord, to be a testimony and a message to others, Lord, of of what not to do and father we thank you we, we love you we're so grateful that you use us for your kingdom and for your glory lord uh, again bless all that was said here and, and all that was done here today and may you receive all the honor and the glory in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. amen. jesus died for all sin yep not some all whosoever amen all you gotta do is accept what he's already done amen. and repent of what you repent of your sins Amen. Amen. As we say, it's easy as the ABCs. Amen. And we, we changed the, the C that I've known for all my life. We got together and we're talking about it. We changed it. But it means the same thing. Admit that you're a sinner. There's nothing that you can do to save yourself. Believe that Christ died for your sin, paying the price, and then rose again, giving us the hope of Amen. life eternal. Amen. And C, choose Jesus Christ as your Savior. Ah, so normally it's confessed. That's right. <laughs> but if you've confessed him, you've chosen. You've chosen. Him. Amen. I like and it. So I like it. Uh, choose him to be your Lord and Savior because it is a choice. I'm telling you, if, if we could pray people into heaven, we'd work shifts. Oh, we would until we the would. whole world knew. But it yeah. is your choice what to do with Christ. So thank you to all of our listeners. Um, 
for those that are here on Facebook, we ask that you would hit that little love button at the bottom. You know, and, and in case you're wondering, just for future knowledge, the like button is okay, but for Facebook to understand how important it is, that love button so gives positive, yeah, that heart gives positive algorithms, okay. and it puts your stuff out there more. Gotcha. But on top of that, when we post this, you might see uh, 73 people might see it. But if each and every one of you who are watching it share it, we could see 700 Amen. people watch this. And, and we really want to get this message out there. Um, and so those of you who are tuning in with us on YouTube, if you would hit that like button down there, mash the subscribe. And then I, I have to think about it for a minute because usually we're sitting next to one another. But if you, if you actually click over here, uh, you can go to our page and subscribe. Click the little bell, it'll give you notifications when brand new videos drop. And if you click, click somewhere right in this neighborhood, right around this paperwork here, uh, you'll see our last episode. And so all of those that are out on our podcasting platforms, forgive me for not naming all of them because there's about nine uh, that we're out there on and in about 17 other countries. Um, we just thank you so much. I ask that you hit that like button and share the link. Um, so, uh, Spotify and people like that even have like a QR code that you can key up and, uh, listen to it. And so, um, for those of you in the group now, this will be available out uh, to the public, hopefully either tonight or by the latest Monday. And so I'll be looking for it on our different platforms. Thank you all so much. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for letting us come on. Be with you. Thanks for letting us share our story. And until next time, God bless. Amen.